just felt like starting off the episode that way. All right. You mean like my singing voice? Not that one. I like but, your actual singing voice. Oh, you like my singing I voice? I do. Hmm. Remember, I want to sing, but I can't. Yeah. Okay, try and sing something quick. Oh my God, what's wrong with okay, you? Okay, okay, ready? I'm gonna. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. No. No, hold on. No. Hold, How's hold your week been? Hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna sing, like something easy and quick, and you're just gonna. You sing. know that I'm not gonna sing. You've well, got me to do this so many times. And you do it. So yeah, and I won't don't do it in front of people. And you're, oh, 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 oh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. How about this? Um. Ready? Nope. Long ago. No, I'm good, bro. Just do that. <laughs> No. Just go. Long ago. Wow, you're still doing it. Yeah. You're not going to do it? <laughs> nope. And so far. No? You're just doing that so you can sing. No. You're like, hey. Check uh, you know my what? Voice. I did just feel like, I like that song. Like, you know, you just it just hits you? Yeah. Mm. All right. How was your weekend and shit? I know. As we go into lockdown, is this just going to be like... So we stared at each other, and we played with Quinn, and then we stared at each other some more. Yeah, I just... You know what it is, to be honest? I feel like I'm just at a point where I'm like, I don't even want to talk about Quinn. This is the funny thing. With clients, with everybody you encounter, we're mm. all saying the same thing of like, it's all you can talk about now is COVID, or, or like, I don't even want to talk about COVID anymore. But then it's like, but like, COVID, We're talking you know? about it, yeah. yeah. So, was that yeah. your week, or what was your week like? Well, started off more about like the new job, going mm-hmm. into the place, checking it out to see if it's suitable for me. Yep. Um, and how'd you feel about it? Um, better than I thought. Um, I think the beginning part of the job would kind of suck a bit, just because it'd be pretty slow. Mm-hmm. And um, see what I did there. I saw it. Mm-hmm. I heard it. Um, and yeah, it just because it'd be a little bit. It would feel a little bit backtracking, just being behind a desk. But um, kind of looking at the bigger picture, it's a brand new space that looked amazing and I could potentially create the business I want to create for myself with someone else's money. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and it sounded like I had a lot of freedom to do that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what drew me more than anything. But I'm not really sure when that's going to happen. Yeah, back into lockdown. Mm-hmm. We go, Toronto. Yeah. And then the end of the week ended with a lockdown. Yep. And, yeah, what if it gets worse? It's going to get worse. Well, we don't know. But also we do. But also we don't know, you know? Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about it. It's like, we don't know, but, like, we know. Mm-hmm. But like, we really don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um... Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, oh, you had more stuff for your week. Um, just kind of taking Quinn in a little bit more. Secretly? I think, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so I had to secret. I had to, <laughs> I had to, I had to whisper. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think because she's been more conversation or picking up more vocabulary, and more interested in doing day to day stuff mm-hmm. and less baby, it's more and more exciting to be a parent. Yep. And. You know, it's funny, like, being pregnant, I feel like every woman was like, you're going to enjoy the first, like, year or two years because um, you're just, like, excited. They're so cute. They're so cuddly. And every dad would be like, wait till they're, like, seven because you're going to love that shit. Yeah. They don't say shit. I think dads are more right about kids than women are. Because women are distracted by their cuteness? 
No, I just think women, women typically, typically, calm down, listeners. <laughs> women typically give a false sense of, like, they'll tell you things like you're going to be tired and all that stuff. But I feel like all women are like, the first stages are so amazing. Yeah. But then when you actually talk to women for real, for real, they're always like, no. Yeah. No? And I get that. And yeah. I think I've made it a mission myself when people are like, so how is shit going? Mm-hmm. To being like, no, that first year, it actually really sucked. Um, it's getting better, though, and Quinn's talking a lot more. Yeah. She's less fussy. She doesn't cry as much, but she fucking cries. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's exactly how she is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I, especially, like, one of my clients who's pregnant. Anytime we talk about babies and, like, what's to come for her, I'm, like, brutally honest. And yeah. she's, like, about it. Like, mm-hmm. she's really cool to, like, just chat about things on the real with um yeah i just i don't like that oh my god everything's so good yeah and i I, get the point of it i don't i don't either and like i can think of like i feel like there's so many situations that when i was pregnant Mm -hmm. it's like ingrained in my memory of having certain conversations with women and just their expression Mm -hmm. which is like overjoy of like this i'm so happy for you this is so exciting like can't wait till you can experience it and that first year was just like shit yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just, like, obviously, you're grateful to have a healthy child, yada, 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 but it's not, like, a joyous time. No, you you're know? so sleep-deprived, mm-hmm. you, especially as the mom, like, you, me, anyway, I, I didn't feel like I was myself at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I was stressed constantly, you're trying to figure out how to be a parent, but also remember how to be yourself, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just, there's so many things kind of involved, and I mean, for me, I was, I think it was an extra layer with, um not having my mom as available as possible cool. or as that I would have wanted because I'm selfish like that. Um, no, it's just something you look forward to. I, I get that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I found it pretty hard, but I try to be super real with moms and stuff now. Yeah. Like whenever Wendy talks about stuff and like my clients and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm enjoying her more and more. She gets older and, I feel like a thousand times a day now. I'm like, you're so freaking cute. She's a pretty cute kid. Yeah. yeah. But even her saying like cauliflower, like yeah. that just melts your little heart. It melts, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a health concern. But I get it. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess for me, my week is lockdown, yada, yada, whatever. We're back in lockdown. Nothing special there. Nothing. Yeah. Like, you know, Um. the one thing though, well, two things. With the whole lockdown thing that did happen, I was very stressed about my hair because I had a hair appointment booked for <laughs> the end of this you week, which so wouldn't obsessed. have worked. So I was able to book a hair appointment last minute and spend the day at my loctician's um, salon, uh, which was fine because I got my hair done. So I was happy about that. And I'm very happy mm-hmm. with the work she did. She's amazing. Yeah, she did a great job. She's incredible. Um, TLC Locks and Coils, check them out. They're really good at what they do. They're closed right now, but like, you know, when they open up, like, get your mm-hmm. locks done. You know what I'm saying? You know what you should actually suggest to her? Nope. To do like online consultations and to charge people. Yeah. Because even our situation, like, mm-hmm. we could FaceTime her and she could walk me through how to do something. I might email her that. That's a great suggestion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a really great suggestion. So she's not like. Just sitting on her ass. Yeah, and she's keeping people in the loop and, like, keeping business mm-hmm. generating kind of thing. And That's a genius suggestion. I'm going to email yeah. her that when I ask her about what the oil that was that she used in my hair. Because that shit smelled delicious. Yeah, that was the best oil, for sure. Right? Um, 
But outside of the lockdown and my hair, uh, I've actually been feeling uh, not festive, but like yeah. I just kind of want to <laughs> go on. Why? You're not festive, so this is exciting. I'm festive. Am I not festive? No. Why? What, what do you mean? It's like, you want a tree? Okay, we'll get a tree. You want something else in the house? Okay, we'll do that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like you just follow suit. You don't take initiative for festiveness. Yeah, but I guess... Um, fair enough. Yes, that's accurate. But I think it's more so just, I don't... I want it to happen. I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like... Yeah. I just... <laughs> Is that everything in the house? <laughs> you um, want it to happen? I would love to eat right now, you know but this, like... You know what I think that that, you know what I think that is? It's like, let's say I want a new couch. All I know is I want a new couch, right? I'll have ideas of kind of what I want, but at the end of the day, getting a couch that you like, as long as I also like it, which I probably will, because I'm very easy going with that stuff, just is a bet it's a bigger win for everybody mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i don't particularly need the thing i need unless it's my thing yeah right so yeah so things with the house i'm, I'm i don't think i'll ever have a thing for the house that's like has to be my thing other than that plant but even that wasn't really my thing like you picked the monstera Did like I? The, yeah oh. i think because um Oh, yeah, we picked between two different things. Yeah, like, I didn't really care um, what plant it was particularly. Yeah. I just wanted a plant. Side note, um, the death plant above there. Yeah. Did you see that there's actually budding, like, green ones? Oh. So I'm going to actually stay on it. I'm going to yeah. try to revive it. Yeah? Yeah. I remember one Good time, luck, when, time. <laughs> when I was working at the Delisle, mm. um, there was a tree that basically looked like that. Yeah. Um, but bigger. And the um, manager told the dude ahead of maintenance to throw it out, but he was like, Mm-mm, I'm going to keep this in the back of the laundry room and I'm going to revive it. Mm. So like three months later, he brought it out to the manager and being like, look, Carrie, look. And this Filipino man revived this death plant. Yeah, my sister did that. When I went to her house, she had a plant. Well, that was alive, but she said it was dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I'm going to try that. Yeah. Okay. Have a good time with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I kind of want to do, I don't want to do, I don't want to go out of my way and do festive stuff. I just want to, I just want to see Christmas around the house. Like even when I was at my clients, two of my clients' houses today, uh, they both have decorations up and it just felt nice being in their homes. Mm-hmm. You know? I love Christmas music. It so, makes me so happy. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. So when I went to uh, one of my clients' places, she it's actually the first time i've actually been to her place but i went in and like the her balcony door was like open and i'm not even kidding her she has like blinds or curtains what is that what is it this is a curtain yeah oh and blinds are the flapping things yeah she had curtains but they were like light sheer curtains Mm -hmm. and they were literally flapping through the door like Mm -hmm. magically Mm -hmm. and then she had like soft christmas music up Mm -hmm. and in my head i was like this feels like a date yeah you know what i mean (laughs) it just felt so like yeah yeah. trying to swoo me yeah right but um anyway we were both kind of laughing at how like christmas music is all we have nowadays Mm -hmm. type of thing but but it it was nice like i like i just like the christmas vibe right Mm -hmm. now i feel like it's a good vibe so. Uh, yeah, I'm super stoked for it. I think the last two years, I didn't care as much as I usually do, and was kind of forcing myself to care. Yeah. Um, but this year I'm stoked, and I want a Christmas tree. 
Okay. I don't want a Christmas plant. Okay, let's get a tree, but like, I want a real one then. Let's get a small one. Pissed. Cool. Alright, but yeah, I'm looking forward to Christmas. It's going to be fun, and we're guests. We're getting a real Christmas tree, and if our child dies... She's not going to die. She's going to eat all the bristles and die. <laughs> Did you do that as a child? I never had Christmas trees when I was a kid. You as a young one? kid. I thought you had one tree up. Yeah, but that's when I was like older. Oh. Yeah. As a kid, kid? Actually, yeah, we did. What am I talking about? But it was never. I've never had a real tree until two years ago. Really? Yeah, I always had fake trees. I'm so sorry to hear that. Why? Fake they trees are great. They smell great. Huh? Real you trees. know what? I think that's bullshit. When you don't smell like, that shit? No. Nah, people who trees smell so good. It's just like, make it, get incense. <laughs> <laughs> we had one, remember? Well, that's what I'm just saying. Like, get a pine incense and you're good. Like, you don't need a friggin' whole tree in your house to, to do laundry, vacuum every day. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. Um, anyway. anyway, let's move on to cup of tea. So let's, speaking of Christmas, there's yeah. lots of snacks involved. I treats. can't wait. <laughs> I'm actually excited for that too. But for what? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I'm gonna make some stuff. Oh, you're gonna make stuff? Okay, I thought you meant like having Christmas snacks. I'm like, no, not. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um. Yeah. But anyway. Um. So cup of tea. Mm. Let's talk about sugar. So sugar, everyone loves sugar. Sugar is mm. hidden in everywhere. Sugar's sugar. in your face. I would say it's actually probably one of the hardest addictions to cut. Out of all addictions in the world? Mm-hmm. I would say that... Are you just saying that because you want to say that? No, no. What do you know about, like, addiction? I I think... Okay, this is just maybe my That's personal That's what I'm bit. saying. You know nothing <laughs> no, about but act- there are a lot of studies that show that um, sugar is just as hard to Cat cut... Cocaine. Sorry? As cocaine, crack cocaine. Yeah. yeah. That's literal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Alcohol's a drug. Alcohol's a beast. Mm-hmm. Alcohol's a beast. Yeah. Yeah. But I get your point. I I, I agree with you. I, I guess this is more my point. I think food addiction mm-hmm. and I think sex addiction are the two hardest because they're always in your face. They're always... Yeah. Sure. Like, you have to have both of them in a way. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, to me, I think those are the two hardest can, uh, addictions. Yeah. And I even just put food above that because you have to you eat. You have to eat. Yeah. <sighs> to eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's how hard it is. <laughs> um, yeah, so sugar has the same brain reward system as alcohol and drugs. Mm-hmm. So we can agree with that. There's a lot of studies that show that. Um, and a huge part of where people kind of go wrong with cutting sugar or reducing their sugar intake is they don't really create new neurological pathways to create new habits. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like when you're working out, obviously this takes like, what, 500 repetitions to, for your body just to do it naturally without even thinking about it? Sure. Something stupid like that? Did yeah. you just roll your eyes? Oh, just because that's one of those like generic dumb stuff. But that's what I mean. Like but it's... Yes. Um, Generally speaking, you, yeah. can, that's, you can take that to the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, after 30 days, that's only the physical part of it. That's where you go through the withdrawals, and um, that's where it's super big to create um, those neurological pathways to kind of change. So, typically, when you're upset or certain factors that make you want to go to sugar, mm-hmm. um, change the routine. So, instead of grabbing something, um, go read a book, go meditate, go work out, mm-hmm. whatever it is, when you're feeling that emotion, when you're going through that stress, whatever the case is. I think routine's a huge one, because I find that for me, um, routine's massive. Like, with coffee, for example, like, mm-hmm. 
you know, there's a certain, just, it's a part of my routine. And then even when I don't, now that I'm not having it as much, I feel like I have more time to do mm-hmm. stuff because I'm not going to get my coffee from like Starbucks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big one. Um, and yeah, so that 30 days is just for like the physical withdrawals to kind of kick through. And so when you say 30 days, you mean 30 days of no sugar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it actually takes 365 days for your body to actually be rid of the addiction because by the time that you, the 30 days you go through the physical addiction and then the mental addiction kind of kicks in after that 30 mm-hmm. days. So that's when creating those new habits are a big part of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so 365 days, like, I mean, are you going to go, it's almost impossible to go off sugar for 365 days unless you're just someone who's like super dedicated and, um, you don't have an issue with addiction, period. That's a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you just want me to say a year instead of three? Then no, I just... But that's just what that is. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long yeah. time. Dude. It's a very long time. And... Yeah. I'd never do that. Yeah. But, I mean, then you'll never... Kick the habit? Yeah. No problem. <laughs> but even so, someone like me who... I'm okay with not eating sugar, but I want, like, one fix a week at least like even now this past like month or two um you know i haven't been eating any sugar but like i'd like my gummies once a week or whatever the case is so it's and you know there's so many things that kind of go along with sugar that makes it even more challenging to completely get rid of sugar Mm -hmm. um so caffeine and wheat go hand in hand with cutting out sugar um and sugar's the hardest to cut uh, or sorry, caffeine's the hardest to cut, and then you would want to cut out sugar, and then you would want to cut out. Why wheat. do I disagree with that? Maybe it's just personally. I just think maybe I'm just more addicted to sugar personally. Yeah, I think that's more the case because caffeine. Whatever to me. Yeah, but your sugar's you know a different trigger for you. I love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but even so, with your coffee, the only reason why you were really into coffee was because of the sweet taste. Yes, that's true. So mm-hmm. your addiction isn't necessarily with coffee. I don't think coffee. I'm addicted to coffee at all. I don't think you are. Mm-hmm. I think you just want like a sweet treat. Mm-hmm. Love a treat. <laughs> I love the word treat. I want a shirt that says treat on it. Yeah. I want to look for that. <laughs> so caffeine, um, it's the hardest one to kind of kick. And that's where you would want to start. Um, it hits those brain reward systems the hardest. So cutting out that would be your first point. Mm-hmm. And I mean, cutting out that too also helps your gut in other ways too where it's not just pushing the food through the system and where you're actually absorbing nutrients a lot more um which i find so funny because clients are always like i can't get rid of coffee like that's how i shit (laughs) (laughs) it's like fuck bro listen to yourself (laughs) you need coffee to shit but exactly fix everything yeah exactly yeah um obviously i don't say that but, yeah, that's yeah. that's a huge... I'm just like, does that sound normal that you have to have the coffee? Right. Um, so, yeah. And then you would kind of want to do sugar after caffeine and then kind of wean off um, wheat to kind of get rid of the three um, that all kind of trigger each other. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so refined sugar, which isn't attached to a matrix or doesn't have a barcode, we'll say, what does that mean? Um, it doesn't have a barcode that actually fits into our system. Okay. So meaning it's not something that's natural for the body. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, 
So because it doesn't have an actual barcode that fits anywhere in our body, it actually decreases the gut mucus that lines the gut. Mm. So that's obviously... And that's important to help break down foods, yada, yada, yada. Break down foods, but also part of it is bacteria. Mm-hmm. So um, the uh, bacteria that comes from the sugar kind of breaks it down. Gotcha. And uh, the mucus itself helps to create... Um, stomach acid helps to um like protect the gut it helps to helps the ecosystem of the stomach <laughs> you love the ecosystem i think it's there's a word <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so um that's another reason why you would want to at least cut down on sugar um but you know i think sugar is super super hard to cut for sure um you have any recommendations for people for the holidays um, I think, so when you're eating food, uh, like when you're eating bigger meals and stuff like that, um, I would try to separate your proteins and your carbs a little bit. So typically, um, I mean, we're not going to be doing like huge dinners like we were probably the previous years. Um, but typically, so if I was eating a big meal, um, in the morning when we like go to Nona's or something like mm-hmm. that, I would just stick to vegetables and protein. And then later on, we go to another um, dinner function or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would stick more to like potatoes and like more carby type stuff. You would do that? Yeah. That's crazy. I never took that in. Um, you know what I do? Eat. Eat. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's a huge one that will at least help you digest things properly. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing we've talked about a little bit more is like blood sugar levels. Um, so whatever you start off your breakfast with will kind of depict where your blood sugar is going to kind of spike throughout the day so meaning if you have like a lot of sugary things for breakfast you're going to kind of want more sugar you're going to want that all day so at least start your morning with a good like eggs bacon and veggies or just eggs and veggies or just something that's um protein fat vegetable based Mm -hmm. um to at least ease yourself in there um and try not to mix like this is one i think this one's really hard too but mixing alcohol with the sugar foods why um first of all mixing any liquid while you're eating is just going to basically push the food along and will stay undigested in your gut lining and your gut is pretty long Mm -hmm. so it'll stay there for some time um so just you know obviously alcohol is like the drink of choice around christmas season absolutely so you know maybe just wait half an hour or so i actually don't really drink that much uh Ever really, but like, I'm not really a Christmas drinker person. Mm-hmm. My family's not, it's actually very interesting. My family doesn't drink. Yeah. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Not one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, everyone in my family drinks like me. Like, we'll all Do have a glass of wine. Do black people drink, though? I feel like they don't. Not, not really, unless you're in the States and there's liquor stores on every corner and you kind of have to, but. But I, I just not mean really, like. You're right. People who aren't from North America. Yeah. I would say Europe and North Americans drink. Yeah. But people from the Caribbean or Africa or... Yeah, we don't... Yeah, we don't really... We don't drink. Yeah. It's not really a thing. I mean, that's actually not true because, you know, Jamaicans especially, like, they love their red stripe. They love uh, Yeah, Marshall loves to drink. That's what I'm saying. They love rum. So I can't really say we don't drink, but, um, you know, I, I just think it's not... It's not something that's ingrained in our culture, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if you're, like, Irish or 
Yeah. Yeah. Scottish, they're big drinkers. Right. Italians are very big drinkers. Yeah. Like European, Euro- French, like Europe. That's pretty funny, drink. actually. <laughs> All Europeans drink. I mean, like Scottish and Italians are like massive drinkers. Like right. majority of them are alcoholics and mm-hmm. I don't care about alcohol at all. Mm-mm. And I never really did. No. Yeah. Interesting um, fact of the day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> not that interesting. I'm sure people could tell by now. <laughs> yeah, no, I really cared. Um, all right. Well, you want to move on to the gray zone? Sure. It's gray zone it up. What are we talking about today? Today, we're going to discuss things that you tell your kids not to do, but you do that shit. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> I think we're all guilty of it. Let's be honest. Um, going back to, I guess, tying into what you were saying uh, in your cup of tea about sugar, that would be my first one for this one, is that for me... I feel like I'm always trying to keep um, Javea specifically away from, like, not completely, but, you know, like, I don't want her to have too much sugar. I'm very conscious of when she's having too much sugar or, um, you know, even though, like, I might give her sugar, in my mind, I'm thinking about, like, ah, you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, I don't want her to have sugar. Or um, I think a lot about, like, what she's eaten that day or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um and not to say with myself, I don't give a shit at all, but if I've decided I'm going to have sugar, I'm enjoying it. I'm going to yeah. have a good time. You're, you've always made up your mind. Like, yeah. whatever you feel like doing, that's what you're doing. Yeah. With everything. Um, Most things. Most things. Um, yeah. But I do find the whole food thing, I've found funny sitting in the front row watching you and Javea. Mm-hmm. Because um, I suck at it? Well, it's just because she... We both suck at it. She mm. doesn't care to eat. Nope. She doesn't care to eat anything unless it's sugar-related, really. Mm. Um, unless those seaweed snacks she loves. Yeah, she loves those. Um, but it's just really funny because she's she's such a soft human being. Mm. Like, once she's related yeah, totally. to food anyway. 100 I mean, In general, that, she's not an aggressive person. No, but yeah. I was just thinking about the other day how she was trying to ruin um, Quinn's fun with like, that's not even your bear. Mm. <laughs> They're lying to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's a soft person. So, you know, you could tell it's like hurting her soul when you tell her to eat something she doesn't want to eat. Yeah. And she just... And that hurts me. Yes. Yeah. And it's so the opposite of Quinn where Quinn will like... Be so loud, scream. You just, like, push her down to yeah. get away from your food. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But Vey just, like, sits there quietly and yeah. a tear strolls down her face. Mm-hmm. Um, Quinn will be a... Quinn... Um, I think Quinn will be either neutral or aggressive. Mm-hmm. Just as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's been hard to tell. I feel like sometimes I'm just like, you're such a sweet person. Mm-mm. And other times where I'm like, you're a bitch. She won't be sweet. She won't be a sweet soft person no nope absolutely not <laughs> no. um but yeah anyway so it's just been funny to watch you and they because mm-hmm. you do give in pretty easily very easily yeah you can tell it really hurts your soul that her soul's hurt yeah and yeah there's been so many times where i'm just like you are so soft yeah dude and she knows it too she's told me that mm-hmm. so i find what'd she tell funny. you how she was just like daddy um basically saying like her mom's like so hard on her and mm-hmm. like so strict but then she's like but um daddy's not daddy like kind of lets me do not what i want to do but like he doesn't make me do things mm-hmm. and 
um yeah i was just like so he's easygoing and she's like yeah very easygoing mm-hmm. that's funny <laughs> i'm not mad at that though that's fine i'll that's, take that that's a dad rule mm. um what you got um so food thing again like i think a lot of things too would be related with kids would be food habits yeah i guess so um, for sure especially when they're like they're not teenagers no you know what i'm saying yeah and I think by the time that they're teenagers, there'd be so many other things added to this 100%. list. Um, but yeah, eating between meals. Like, I mean, Queen can eat whenever she wants to eat, but there's certain things because of how old she is that she shouldn't be eating. Um, so nuts, like we were going to wait a little bit longer until she eats like nuts. And like they can't have honey before they're one. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't have fermented foods before they're one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like just eating random times which i love to do is like eat randomly throughout the day um as soon as she sees me grab something she's like this this yeah this give it to me yeah yeah but yeah even if she just ate like she i feel like if there's food just around she would eat constantly yeah absolutely yeah i feel like right right now i feel like i'm a little okay with her just eating randomly more randomly um but what I don't like is when she hides food. She's been, like, putting food in the couch. Oh, really? I've yeah. never noticed that. And she'll leave, leave stuff on her table. Mm-hmm. And then, like, feed it to the animals later or mm-hmm. to her stuffed animals. Yeah. Or in the tent, I found something else, too. Even one time I gave her, like, a zucchini to, like, fake feed her stuffed animals. Yeah. And I found it the next day. I'm like, oh, my bad. <laughs> <Should> <laughs> I like, Actually, yes. This? I have seen random... I've seen uh, cauliflower. I've seen carrot, like in here, just mm-hmm. random places. And I'm just like, the fuck. But yeah. I also know I know what happens. So I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess food would be a big one, especially for young kids. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another one for me would be going to bed on time. Like I feel like I'm very. Uh, you know, you have a time set for your kids to go to bed, and that doesn't change. Like, mm-hmm. Um, which is, I think, twofold. One, I think it's, you know, doing what you're saying. Like, when you put them on a schedule or a routine, you want to keep them on that so that they, you know, develop good habits and know that you're serious, blah, blah, blah. But I think the second fold with that, specifically with going to bed or getting your kids to go to bed, is that parents, for me at least, I feel like, go to bed so you don't exist for mm-hmm. the rest of the evening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I feel like I'm pretty adamant with that. Uh, especially with Vey. Obviously, Quinn has a 9.30 curfew, but I feel like with Vey, I want her to go to bed as soon as possible because mm-hmm. it's, well, because it's time for bed. Yeah. You know, but I feel like with myself or with us, I guess mainly me, you fall asleep. You're like an 11.30 p.m. fall asleep person, mm-hmm. no matter what. But but I will say that's yeah. changed because I feel like the first year with Quinn, mm-hmm. I felt like I couldn't stay up past 10. Yeah. And I've noticed yeah. since I've been doing, like, I did that Liberty Talks and stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like my sleep cycle's been a lot better. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I feel like those last Actually, two even months, last night, you were up for the fights. Yeah. And, like, you were up. Yeah. hmm Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I'd love, like, if I didn't have a job or uh, kids or whatever, I'd be up till three in the morning. Is that that song? What? Out till three in the morning? Who sings that? I've never heard of that. <laughs> what? It's like a rap song. It's like in the rap song. It's not the title oh, of the rap song. Um, three in the Be morning. 
In the movie? That thing? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, I want to say R. Kelly. You might be right. I mean, you're thinking Usher or R. Kelly. No, no, not Usher. Till six in the morning. Yeah, that one. What's that? Um, it's not R. Kelly actually. It's um. I don't even know what to search. I started hotel. searching. Yeah, come to my hotel. Yeah. So that's R. Kelly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is R. Kelly. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's not R. Kelly. It's a uh, hotel. Is a uh, uh, Cassidy and um, mm. uh, shit, Cassidy and uh, girl. Why don't you come to my hotel? All you really gotta do is holler at me. Give yourself my, cause I'm making money, 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 money. Girl, you wanna come to my hotel? It, it's called hotel. Yeah. Holler at me, cause we having an after party. Some 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 six in the morning. Yeah, Cassidy and uh, who was it? I don't remember who it was, but that was Cassidy. That was that was like, that was like Cassidy's first like big commercial hit. Because mm-hmm. Cassidy's a battle rapper through and through. Yeah. Did you find it yet? Are I'm, you playing I'm or are you trying to? Oh, okay. But it won't really there. Is. Who is it though? It, oh, because R. Kelly's features in it. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. That's not on fire. Yep. Did I just search properly? Uh, it took you a while, though. It took but you a while. No, it's because the sound was off. That's why. Still took you a while. <laughs> took you a while. Um, yeah. But sleep is definitely in one. What, what, what else you got? Um, I guess going with all of that, our time, all There's that routine, in, yeah. is just, yeah, routine mm-hmm. in general. I think with kids, we put them on such a strict schedule. Well, I feel two ways about this, actually. Mm-hmm. We put kids on such a strict schedule. I think I was super strict about it the first year with Quinn. Mm-hmm. We were like, relax. Yeah, I do. Um, but I do think it benefits us as adults, too, big time. And I think that's something that we could definitely do better at. Um, yeah. But with kids, like, I think it's just because, like, you you want things to be good. Like, go sleep so I don't need to deal with you. Eat so that you're not crying. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's it works so well with a lot of kids. I've noticed with Quinn, anyway. She doesn't need a crazy strict schedule, per se, but a routine makes such a difference for her. Right. Um, and, like, I'm enjoying involving her in the routine now, too, where she's, like... I feel like you're really good with this too, where you like get her to get her stuffed animals or like get her to turn off the light or Mm. whatever. So she's doing it herself. Yeah. And I'm I'm curious to see, you know, when we put her in a toddler bed, how she's going to be. If she's just going to be like, this is a free for all. This is when I play, when the lights are out. Mm -hmm. Because she literally does that. Um, Yeah, she might. That's actually a good point. Guess we'll have to wait and see. Mm -hmm. But yeah, routine, I think, is a big one where. We don't do that as adults, other than our going to our jobs. Right. But especially, you know, our kind of job, which is a little bit everywhere, and our schedule yeah. changes constantly. Mm-hmm. But but I think also with adults, um, I think it's kind of good. Like your work schedule is routine, even even in our jobs to some degree. You you have, for the most part, especially if you're, you know, doing well for yourself, you have a pretty you have a lot of standing appointments mm-hmm. where. Same time, same 
days per week, you're seeing the same people mm-hmm. for the most part. So, you know, you do have a schedule, and I think outside of that, it's good to have that balance of, like, now just kind of do your thing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and have a little bit more relaxation and freedom and flexibility to just how you feel and what you want to do, um, which actually is a very, very good segue into the striking thought of the day. Mm. Very good segue. Um, do you, did you want to finish anything else for your routine portion? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. All right. Well, the striking thought of the day is pretty much just that, like looking at the idea of or the thought of like, what do you do for yourself? Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is I think in the society we live in, um, in many societies, actually, not even just North American society, but, you know, we're always conditioned and taught to do for others which i do believe is the most important thing i think as people i really think our primary priority on this planet is to serve others and uh, the reason i say that is because if we're all doing that not only are we all serving each other but we're all being served by everyone else Mm -hmm. right so there's balance um so i do think that you should serve others you should do the most you can for people in your life. You should support your family as best you can. You should... And knowing your boundaries with that, I think, too. Right. And that's kind of my point. Like, I think a lot of times we get so caught up in that, whether it be in your job, in your home, you're only or always doing things for other people or your thought pattern strictly becomes, um, you know, who can I do something for? Or like, is everybody okay? You know, and, and trying to perfect or make everything so easy for everyone else. And two things happens when that happens. One, those people who you're doing so much extra for um, kind of get comfortable with it. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, all right, well, I don't really have to do that thing. So I'm just going to kind of chill out. Yeah, and it becomes very draining for you. For sure. Um and, you know, and I think it's important to, like, so, prime example, I feel like I haven't cleaned the bathroom in, like, a month and a half. Oh, it's been longer than that. Sure. And I do notice that when that happens, I feel like you do the dishes a little bit more. Well, yeah, because I think it's it's important to also, like, understand responsibility. And I think, the, so interestingly enough, anytime I hear you cleaning the washroom, first of all, guilt strikes my body, <laughs> but I don't, but then I feel like, and just for context, the bathroom yeah. is his only chore. For the most part. That's like my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but, but then I feel like ah, she's doing it, so it's happening, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but that's uh, using myself as an example. Like, it's easy to, when people are overdoing for you, to just be like, all right, well, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um but then it becomes unfair because now you're you're kind of burdening yourself with more responsibilities than you deserve and you're not doing things for yourself. Um, and realistically, it's, it's, you know, a lot of times it sounds kind of corny and lame, but like time goes by quick, man. So you can spend X amount of years of your life living a certain way just because you're routine to do for everyone. Mm-hmm. And then you blink and 10 years has passed. And it's mm-hmm. like... You know, there goes your time, right? And I actually think that a lot with my mom. I think that 
she did so much for everyone else. Mm -hmm. I don't think she did very much for herself. Mm -hmm. And I think towards the end of her life, she was just starting to really set boundaries Mm -hmm. and to do more things for herself. And I actually think in the last like five years of her life, I'll say seven years, she was more being more open with who she is Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, not just letting people take as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think, for me anyway, she's been a huge reminder since she's passed, since COVID's happened, since, you know, the last, um, since she's passed, basically, or just even before that, when she was really getting sick, of just being like, that's a constant reminder to me sometimes, mm-hmm. of keeping that in mind, of doing things for myself, knowing my boundaries a bit more, and I still think that I suck at it, but... That's something I constantly try to remind myself because, um, you know, it took her 56 years or 55 years or whatever um, to really start doing that. Mm-hmm. And all 55? What do you mean? I just it took her like 50 years to oh, totally be comfortable with right. like setting ba- boundaries and doing more for herself and mm-hmm. also not being afraid or feeling um you know um just like rejected by what other people would think of what your hobbies are right. or what your interests are um, my brothers used to always like knock her for like things that she really liked doing mm-hmm. which being like that's so spiritual or that's too like artsy whatever right. um but yeah she towards the end of her life i felt like she didn't care anymore mm-hmm. and i think that was a huge part of it of just kind of letting go and um, I almost feel like that's when the healing process for her was starting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like I constantly use her as a reminder, um, you know, for myself of just like putting myself in check. Right. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you touched on something that is one of the points I was going to make too. Like, um, you know, do the ones around you want to see you do you or do they just want you to do for them? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's something that we all have to kind of take a second and take that in. Like, and these are people that love you. It doesn't necessarily mean that they are doing it or or it doesn't mean that they're using you in a vindictive way or they're, mm-hmm. uh, you know, purposely targeting you to do everything for them. It's just sometimes just based on how they were raised or, or how they've been conditioned, they're used to people doing things for them or they're lazy or whatever, but... You know, do you see those people around you pushing you to do things for yourself? Do you see them supporting you when you start doing things for yourself? Even if you have interests similar to what you were saying, if you have your own interests that aren't interests to them, do they still support you? Or mm-hmm. do they just kind of, they're just like, oh, you're dumb because it's not something I like, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I think it's important to kind of acknowledge that with the people around you as well because, you know, there is a saying like, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. And we've kind of touched on that in previous episodes, but... I think, you know, show me the people around you and I'll show you how far you can go in this life. Like Mm -hmm. if you're around people who are draining and unsupportive and lazy, you're not going to, if you're going to keep those people around you, you're going to be doing extra work to do their chores, to fight off their, um, you know, um, to fight off their judgment of you. To, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you're going to be doing so much extra work 
that how can you take yourself far in your own life? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you really want to surround yourself with people who are going to support you, who are going to want you to do your own thing, and who are going to be willing to sacrifice for you to do your own thing. Because ultimately, your happiness is good for everybody, mm-hmm. right? Like, why mm-hmm. would... And that's what love is. Like, why would... If I love you, I want to see you happy. Mm-hmm. I, and whatever that means for you, authentically, I'm going to support that. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, just making sure the people around you have your best interests in mind in that way. And um, also for yourself, it's so easy. And this is a big one for moms, I think. It's, it's so easy to get wrapped up in, you know, taking care of the family and making sure the cooking's done and making sure the kids have everything they need and making sure your husband has room to breathe and do his own thing. But, you know, at, at some point you got to think about those are all great things to have and to think about and to take care of but you know what are you after like what are things mm-hmm. you actually aspire to do what are things that interest you and then in thinking about those things what do you need to do to get those things rolling and if that means that your family has to sacrifice or your husband needs to you know do a little bit of extra whatever to support your thing then that's what needs to happen and you need to speak up about that and i think those are the moments that lets you see not really what your marriage is made of or your relationship is made of, but like just to see how well the people around you really support you. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to, I don't want to use the word test, but I think it is important to see defining moments when having moments where you recognize what the people around you are willing to sacrifice, are willing to do for you. Mm-hmm. And it sounds selfish, maybe, but that's okay. Like, yeah. it's okay to be selfish sometimes. And that's kind of the point of this. Like, you know, being selfish is okay at times. And it's important. Um, and just, you know, lastly, don't let guilt make you feel like you don't deserve to do your own thing. I yeah. think that's one thing that a lot of, again, I'll say women um, kind really of deal with. That. Yeah, because I think, you know, women are such... They're such givers. They're so nourishing. They're so... Um, they care too much. Yeah. Like, women are caregivers. You know? that mm-hmm. That's a very feminine trait or skill set that's, like, just a no-brainer for, for women. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times that caregiving mentality is hard to shake in a moment when you need to do something for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, don't... If you want to go bowling because that's your thing, don't feel guilty that you have to let your husband cook dinner that night because he hates to cook dinner. Like, hey, yeah. bro. It's so hard, but yeah. yeah. I yeah. completely agree with you, but it is very, very hard. A hundred percent. And I I, I've, I see that sometimes yeah. when, um, you know, you might want to do something or you might want to take a break or you might want whatever. And you just kind of go like, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, you know, I've seen that in my mom. I've seen that uh, time and time again. It's, I don't know. I mean, maybe just having more conversations or or having more moments in your household where your family can have a sit down conversation about what each other needs. You know, I think Mm -hmm. doing that is really important because it, it allows you all to get back on the same page and everyone gets to kind of not vent, but discuss what they haven't been discussing because they've been so busy doing a task or Mm -hmm. doing the job or going to work or whatever. And I actually think, like, when we used to play 21 Questions or, like, Mm -hmm. the question game, Mm -hmm. I found that super helpful just to bring up random things that have been on your mind Mm -hmm. and then 
like I do this quite a bit where I won't bring things up because it's like we're not talking about it. We're having a good time. Like I don't need to bring it up. Yeah. And, um, but playing the tw- the question game is just like perfect for like random funny questions, serious questions, yeah. like just stuff that's been on your mind. And it also I think just sparks more good conversation Mm -hmm. and that could be good in the sense of like you're connecting more or you're noticing that you're disconnecting in some way right um so for context the 21 question game folks is uh a game that me and t started playing when we were like dating and it was literally just it really is just asking questions back and forth but the the point of it is to ask real questions like not just like so what's your favorite restaurant or you know it's you know, some questions can be fun and funny, but the, the good thing is the more you go on with the question game, the deeper the questions get, the more mm-hmm. serious they get, the more vulnerable they get. But you're, it, that's the uh, the agreement of the game. It's it's to be okay with those questions and yeah. just answer them honestly. And it's good. It helps you get closer. And um, yeah, I think it's an important game and it's kind of fun. It's fun too. So yeah. try it out. Um, but I agree. I, I think, yeah, that that's a game that allows... For, that's another way that you can consider that to be a sit-down conversation mm-hmm. or a like, real conversation or a real mm-hmm. talk, you know? Just allowing freedom for, like, anything goes. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, you know, I'll wrap up my striking thought just by saying, like, you know, it's really important to do things for yourself and um, straight up test the people around you and, if, and see if they're willing to support you doing you. Because, you know, when you're really in a loving family and you're all about that, you understand how important it is for everybody in that family to have and feel a sense of identity outside of taking care of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just look around you, look into yourself, and just, you know, if anything that I've said touches a note, like, address it and bring it up to your family or bring it up to yourself. Or maybe it's something that you need to work on within yourself. Mm-hmm. but um yeah man i think it's really important to be more selfish so be more selfish yeah you know? yeah what i just i think it's funny like when you for me anyway when i mm-hmm. have those selfish moments i won't say all the time but sometimes like for example painting mm-hmm. when i go and paint i feel like it brings you joy as well for sure um but i like cannot wait to like scurry away and do my own thing or put quinn to bed just to, like like, I was watching a 45-minute video today on, like, how to paint trees. Mm-hmm. And I've probably had the thought, like, 18 times so far today. I'm just like, so what do I do again? I'm going to do this first and then that yeah. first. So, like, I'm excited to paint trees. Um, She's lame. painting now, people. <laughs> but see, but don't do that. It's not lame. Why is that lame? I didn't mean lame about painting trees. I think yeah. painting is really cool. Yeah. Um, I like when people geek out about stuff, though. Yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. I think everyone you know? has their own thing. Yeah. I was going to tell you something else, but I feel like it doesn't need to be said right now. Good. But I was just going to mention, like, how um, this girl that I know from the gym that I randomly just connected to, the one and only time I've been to the gym this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the cricket? No, when I went to the Ultimate. Oh, okay, okay. Remember how I ran into that member and, like, we ended up connecting? Yep. Um, so, like, last week or the week before, she posted something that she painted and mm-hmm. she showed, like, five pictures of it of like how she got there kind of mm-hmm. thing and it was like legit good and it's the mm-hmm. kind of painting that i really like where it's not just like 
a photographed painting right. kind of thing. It's more like artsy and the there's like layers to the colors. Abstract and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually like thought about like reaching out to her. I'm just being like, Yo, how'd you do that? And like, show me. Do it. I mean, I'm saying that because you mentioned when you did connect with her at the gym, you mentioned you wanted to talk to her. And yeah. You mentioned, you just mentioned I, I've reached out to her since then. Like okay. we've, we've chatted since then. But yeah. I'm just saying, it's interesting that she's like literally doing what I was doing. And yeah. But it was funny. I did have a moment like when I saw her painting, being like, that's really good. I'm like, I have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Which is fun. I like that feeling. Yeah. I like when someone's way better than me at something. Yeah. And I, I feel like I've progressed pretty well so far. Yeah. So. Um, like I think your paintings are dope. Yeah, I think they're really cool. Yeah. I like when I see... I like when I think I'm good at something and I see someone that's way better Mm -hmm. and then I go like, oh, that person's so good. (laughs) I love that feeling. Isn't that weird? Uh, no. Because I think I'm typically... Like, I think people... uh, Maybe not everybody. I think people could look at me and be like, this guy thinks he's so tough. Like... I don't think people think that of you. I just love myself, though. I think people think that you're really good at, like... Not everything, but a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. You can, you can say that. But I just, I just mean like, um, you know, just stuff at work, like the role that you had at the club mm-hmm. when you were in a managing position. I feel like everyone thought that you were like a perfect fit for that role, which mm-hmm. you were. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, um, I don't know, even fitness in general. Like, I remember one time we were like practicing doing muscle ups and everyone's like, I can't do this. And you're like... I've never done this before, but I'll try it. Mm-hmm. And then you did it like the first or second one. Something like that. Um, no, that's not true. It was the second day I tried them. First day I tried them, I was just like, I don't understand. And then Nassar gave me a cue. And then I was like, oh, okay. Is it like this? And then did like 10. Yeah. So I think people, especially like with your movement, see that. And I think also how you communicate. I think those are two things that people notice very quickly with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I assume he can do everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, whereas with me, they're just like, she doesn't talk. She is dumb. <laughs> Bitch face. <laughs> Food annoying. That's good. That's good. Let's go to our closing question. Okay. What's your best habit? And your worst addiction, and you mm. can't say sugar. Okay. My what's my best habit? Um, this is tough. Uh, um, my best habit. Mm. And it's funny, even I, even when I saw this question before we started the podcast, I was like, "This is a great question." I was trying to think about it, but I was like, "I don't know." Mm-hmm. Um. What do you think? I feel like you'd know better than I would about my best habit. Um. You know, like. But your your habits come and go, so that's why it's a little bit tough for you. Yeah. Well, my best habit, meaning it's a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree with that. I I would have said, to be honest, I would pre COVID, I would have said, exercise. Mhm. Yeah, like I would I. No matter what, I got to exercise somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I w- and look, I, I, I would even say, even when COVID started, I was biking every day and all that stuff. I would say the last five months have been like hit yeah. and miss. Yeah. 
writing three times a week and then zero times for two weeks and then yeah it's been a weird but i, I and i think this much since point, I started working again yeah like working working but i do think so like this period in your life mm-hmm. and when you had very mm-hmm. were very unique periods where like you had a first child you were working you know yeah and I for think sure. you said you weren't working out for like seven months at that point. Yeah, that was crazy. So when I had Vey, and not me, but when Vey was born, I didn't work. I probably worked out, I'm not even kidding, six days. Not in a row, just six random days mm-hmm. in seven months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is crazy for you. Yeah. It didn't but, make sense. Yeah. I do, yeah, I, I would say that's your best habit. And I do think sometimes you need to restart yourself, but I think that's everyone. Especially yeah, working sure. in this industry, 100%. like we're around at twenty four seven, so sometimes you do need to take a break. Or I mean, everyone needs to take a break. Yeah, I don't feel that though with fitness. Like I get, I get that a lot of people do feel that way, being in a gym every day or for, for clients with clients for eight, ten hours, whatever, and then mm-hmm. you have to work out. But I don't. That doesn't. When I'm with clients, it feels very different than when I'm like doing my thing. Yeah, it's a different energy. I get that, but I, I think you do need motivation in a certain way. You you specifically mm-hmm. need some kind of goal to work towards or something that you're after to be super motivated yeah. for the it task. It needs to be fun for me. Yeah. It needs to be fun for me. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And I All think right. because it is a great habit for you, you've done it for years, decades, um, you know, you were like um, in sports and stuff like that beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um I think you've been doing it for so long. So I think you're also sports-minded. So there needs to be like a goal or a mission at the end of it. Uh, yeah, I need a I need a tangible... I need something to be... I I don't... It's interesting. I feel like I'm teaching myself how to... Exer- not teaching, as in I don't know the information, but... Um, like lifestyle exercising. Mm-hmm. Never done that. Mm-hmm. Although, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Never like, done that. For me, it's like... Okay, I'm trying to hit these PRs, or I'm mm-hmm. training for a sport, or okay, I'm trying to build my cardiovascular pa- capacity, and these are the averages that I'm trying to achieve for mm-hmm. this amount of time. It's never just like, well, I just want to play with my kids. Mm-hmm. I or think lose also ten pounds, or yeah. yeah, also because I think I've, that those are just things that I've never had a problem with. Yeah. So, yeah, but anyway, um, so I guess I would I would still pick exercise as my best habit Mm -hmm. because it is ingrained in my brain um and my worst addiction um worst addiction i feel like it would be sugar though like i don't i don't know it's the one thing that i do every week or Mm -hmm. have every week or um unless i'm doing well think about it unless i'm doing a cleanse which is rare um, yeah, I have sugar every week, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't feel bad about it. I feel bad about it when I get bad with it. Yeah. But other than that, I'm okay with having a cookie or two. Uh, but I also you know? think that's just because it doesn't affect your body. Cause I think well, you, yeah, even your motivation sure. right now to eat healthier it's, it's based on your hair it's mm-hmm. not necessarily because oh I need to eat healthier yeah. but I mean you do have that that mentality a little bit of just trying to take totally. care of yourself but like, mm-hmm. for you to really again same thing with fitness yeah. you need some kind of tangible goal for you to be really motivated for it yeah I guess but I will say that I'm um, I'm happier not having wine and coffee every day mm-hmm. 
like not happier as in like literally happier meaning it's easier no no, no i just i feel better that i'm i'm just happy that i'm not doing it every gotcha. day, yeah you know um yeah like i feel good that i'm not putting toxins in my body like that mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. consistently literally morning and night you know yeah um and then it makes it when i do have it it, it feels nice mm-hmm. and just feel routine it feels like oh you know mm-hmm. um yeah, so I don't know. I guess I, I feel like it'd be sugar. Mm-hmm. What would you think is my worst addiction? I wouldn't say that. What? I know what you're thinking. What? I'm not going to say that out loud. It's weird. Why? Because <laughs> it's weird. Um, I wouldn't say that. I, I thought that, but I wouldn't say that. <laughs> the listeners are like, yo, what? let us know what you guys are talking about. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't believe you. Um, Say whatever you want. What do you think? And we'll talk about it. I, I think the other thing I was going to... Uh, it's not an addiction, though. It's just, I guess that's more of a habit. Well, okay. Well, isn't that kind of what you... Um, well, an addiction is a habit. It's just a severe habit. Mm-hmm. And that's... Yeah, it, that's the thing. I don't know. I thought it was like three things already, but like... um, I think just like when you're thinking about something, we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. If I'm to choose something else than the two things I'm thinking of, it would be just like when you... Um, when you're in your head, like mm. it's almost like you don't know how to. Well, you do know how to communicate, but I just mean like, for you, it's so hard to break that cycle. For you to mm. go through something in your head and be in your own zone, your own bubble for a couple mm-hmm. of days. It's just more choosing not to be fake, though, is why I don't, quote unquote, break the cycle. Yeah, but I just mean, um. I mean, there's nothing wrong with talking, though. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. a choice that you're making. Yeah. To just, this is how you do it. This is how you understand it. So I'm going to stick to this. Yeah. It's um, not even an understanding thing. Like, I consider myself to be a chameleon, where I could be whoever I need to be to make everyone feel good mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm very good at that. But um, it's a choice to not do that. Like, I don't want to I don't want to talk for you I don't mm-hmm. want to talk to anybody mm-hmm. I don't want to have to act okay, it's okay everyone yeah. you can be I don't want to mm-hmm. and I'm just hoping and trusting everyone to know that it has nothing to do you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean that's like who you are or yeah. what you're about yeah and I get it's difficult and I get it's uh, you know I'd almost call it a flaw if it, in terms of what people would consider a flaw, but I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I think that's also just a man-woman thing, too. Maybe. I mean, I think you're possibly a notch above, but maybe not. A notch above what? What do you mean? Uh, just uh, of how in your bubble you keep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that's just men in general who just don't care to talk and where women's like, let's talk about everything. Mm-hmm. 
So I think it's... I think I'm a pretty good communicator. You're a great communicator. I think just when it's when it's just about you, there's no communication. Because uh, for what? Yeah, but like, but you want to know it. We've talked about this a thousand times, but like... No, go, 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 go. But like when I'm going through something and you want to talk about it mm-hmm. because you realize I'm bottling something up and you know that's not how I deal with things in a healthy way. Bingo. But it doesn't mean that I don't care about your shit that you can talk to me about, whether it's after you've already mentally yeah, gone through it. But that's the difference. For me, it's that I know that's not how you handle things for yourself in a healthy way. For me, that's how I do me, but you just want to know. Not just to know, to know the guy, <laughs> but like you want to know so you can contribute or whatever. Um, and I don't need that. Do you know what I mean? So there's a difference. For but, sure, but we're yeah. also married, so you can tell me later, being like, you know what, this is what I was fucking thinking about. Who fucking cares anymore? Fuck, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. but you don't do that. I don't do that. Yeah, but that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So, like, we'll go an entire week of not talking, and then you just, like, come home and you're acting completely normal. And I think, I'm married to a sociopath. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. Um... But yeah, I just think I think that's a big man woman thing too, just mm. ways of dealing with things. Yeah, true. What about you? What's your best habit and worst addiction? Uh, best habit, obviously, food. Yeah, for sure, without question. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I actually didn't even think of that. Really? I didn't think about it at all for you. Though. Yeah. But yes, you're right. That's clearly just yeah. Food habits are. Borderline annoying sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Which I find interesting. Who gives a shit? Fuck it. No, it's no. I, I just mean, in being a teenage girl or being a young woman, mm-hmm. you micromanage your food or the way that you look. And I feel like every woman I've ever spoken to has like, had some kind of body image issues. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, food, controlling your food has always been... Um, it's always been a thing for me. Mm-hmm. So whether it was controlling it to lean out or um, what I thought would be healthier, um, you know, that used to be a huge thing when like when I was a teenager. Um, and I've gone through phases too where I uh, ate too clean and wouldn't touch anything else. Like I wouldn't eat french fries. I wouldn't so eat anything else. Um, and now... And now where I feel like it's my healthiest habit mm-hmm. is because I'm good with it. Yeah. I don't I don't feel guilty if I do have some kind of snack. I don't feel guilty Counts. if I'm, you know, eating too healthy or, mm-hmm. you know, caring about what I'm eating kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think it definitely was a long road, I think. But mm-hmm. um, I think now it's a healthy habit and I'll say it's my healthiest habit just because I'm at a good place with it now. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense. Worst addiction? Crying? Can I say crying? (laughs) Actually, you know what? I haven't really cried, cried in a while. I was going to say, I don't, I mean, unless you're crying when I'm working, but. (laughs) As soon as you leave, I start falling. Which was a thing at one point. Um, Yeah, I don't think I've cried in a while. For a worst addiction. I don't know. What would you say for me? I don't know if I call it an addiction. Like, I, 
I wouldn't even classify this. Uh, See, addiction and habit, that's where it's like hard to kind of... Well, they're the, they're the same. Mm-hmm. Um, addiction, because look, a habit can be healthy or unhealthy, and an addiction is an unhealthy habit. Mm-hmm. That's the, the difference. Um, so an addiction, it's tough, because it, it has to be something that's um, negative. Mm-hmm. Right, or a detriment to. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just say, like when I become a worry word sometimes. So what I was thinking was something like that, but maybe not in those words. I was gonna say like when you, not get down, but like you snowball my thoughts. Yeah, like you get um no. You know what your biggest... I mean, this is a weird addiction. Um, but I would just say you... You're... I just want to say you're addicted with... Um, like, what you're used to. Or not having mm-hmm. change or like... Mm-hmm. Uh, I suck at change. You're not good with... But then, I don't know, I'd say you're addicted too. But... Yeah, you just have a heart. It's almost like you're addicted to living in the past in some ways. Uh, sort of. You know what I mean? Not the past, but like... Yeah. You're addicted to... to sounds weird. You're addicted to the parts of your life that you love. <laughs> yeah. If that makes any sense. Uh, yeah. yeah. I definitely want to say the past because I... Yeah. Not there's just a lot of things like speaking. in the past where I'm just like, right. oh, don't want to go there. Right. Um, but you... But, well, this doesn't count. That doesn't count. Cause that's not that's not in context of what we're saying. Yeah, but yeah, I I like my bubble. Yeah. And until I've moved my bubble, I'm not good with it. Yeah, and if it moves, you never leave it. <laughs> never, you can never rectify it. Yeah. But. I feel like that's a horrible. That's not real. You know what I mean? It's not a real answer, but I would say that's my unhealthiest habit. Yeah. Because. I think that's what impacts my mental health the most. Big time. Um, and that's something that's... I mean, you're constantly telling me, like, think of every single scenario so that you know what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, it should make things so much easier. Yeah, but I, I think it also, too, for me, I would always think of every scenario, but I wouldn't feel every scenario. You know what oh, I mean? That's, yeah. Big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially since COVID... I literally feel like this, the plus side of this tragic event mm-hmm. is been me having to be in my head in a good way, I guess. Mm-hmm. And having time, I, I'll say that, having time to really think about my thoughts and not just think thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also a con- contribution to me crying less. Um, there you go. But yeah, I just even like the whole quarantine thing and, um, you know, our job changes and just everything that's happened. I feel like there's right. so many things in the past eight, nine months that have completely altered my life that, you know, a year ago, I probably would have like drove us all into the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, I just divorced. So yeah, for sure. Carry on with my life. But. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I definitely think that's probably my worst habit. And that's something um, 
I feel like I've been working on. Yeah. I mean, that's that's life, right? Like, And I think that's kind of the point of this whole show, really. Like, just discussing things that we all kind of need to work on and holding each other accountable to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? For sure. Yeah. Anything you want to drop a line about before we wrap it up? Um, maybe. I was actually just thinking, like, it. I'm not uncomfortable talking about this stuff anymore. I think... What stuff? Just life? Just, no, like, your weaknesses and stuff. Yeah. I think that there's definitely a point in time where I... I mean, everyone still has moments where they don't want to show their weaknesses sure. or whatever, but I feel like I'm becoming way more comfortable with exposing the fact, like... Tell people that I cry all the time now, and I mm. I don't care at all. Um, yeah. I feel like Christine and I talk about it all the time. I'm just being like, "So did you cry today?" Yeah, <laughs> um. I did actually. I did on the way uh, to this Zoom session. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I feel like I I don't care as much to show those things, and I definitely have emotional moments for sure. But um, I don't know. I think since feeling better since from having postpartum depression. I have way more conversations with people of just like, oh, you're experiencing that too? Like, oh, we're both experiencing it. Let's move on now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's how people talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, the, the interesting dichotomy of being a human being. We're all hiding behind these glass mirrors. Masks. That, huh? Masks. People keep using these terms of like, they're masking it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that so much because we're actually wearing is that masks. A, wait, hold on. Is that new to you? Yeah. Oh, you're saying masks in COVID also. That's yes. what you're doing. Okay, I get you. Oh, that's so clever. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we're all hiding behind these things for no reason. Like, because this is why, this is why stand-up comics are so uh, popular and important and eye-captivating and... Controversial. Uh, and... Everything. This is why stand-up comedy, to me, is one of the most um, important figures in entertainment. Because they reveal the truth that we're all thinking and feeling for real and allow us to just laugh about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, there's nothing else in the planet that's like that. Mm-hmm. So we all want to be able to just be vulnerable with one another innately and instinctually but we're so programmed by all this extra shit society yada 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 media whatever that we don't do it so whenever we start to kind of unravel the onion that is our own selves it just feels better mm-hmm. because it's you're okay with people because like you said you'll say i cried today and then someone else will be like oh me too and then it's like oh shit you know yeah it's more of you like you're okay with yourself totally. and you don't really care about the reaction that you're getting Hundred percent. So I, I, you know, I think it's. Uh, I wish people would be more like that because we're all like that. That's the thing. That's the joke. We're all. Mm-hmm. We really are all the same in a lot of ways, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Did I just share my life story? Shared. Are you a sharer? Sometimes. Sometimes I think that I am. I'm not a sharer. Mm-mm. With me, but I just mean in general. You're not just going to walk around. This is my life. Yeah. Yeah, not to that extent. Yeah. But I do think once I'm cool with someone, I'm like, it's a go. I'll share shit. Sure. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Well. This is no wait. What do you say again? I don't know. What did I say? Well, folks. Yeah. Did you say folks? No, I don't say folks. You added that. I just I go well. That's all for us, and I just say other things. Yeah. That's what you do. I feel like we need to learn how to close the show out a little bit better. But also, fuck it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're just well. I'm a newbie. You're not really. We're all newbies. I'm not a newbie too, dude. But I just mean like you are comfortable being on a mic and like you've been. I'm just comfortable talking to people though. Yeah. I talk to a room of a thousand people right now. Really? A thousand people? That wouldn't make you nervous at all. No. They're just people. For sure. Yeah. But I barely speak English. You're fine. And here's the thing: even if you stumble on your words like you do, they do it too. (laughs) Like you do. They do it. Like that's the thing. Nerves are only because we are afraid of what others will think. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all nerves are. So if you can eliminate that, and look, I think it's healthy because it keeps you sharp, it keeps on your toes, Mm -hmm. you know, it ensures that you come as prepared as possible because you don't want to feel that. But, yeah, man, we're all the fucking same, dude. Mm -hmm. You know? I actually love hearing when performers are nervous. Yeah. Because they're, like, amazing. It's relatable. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just, like, amazing, and they've done it so many times, but, like, they're still nervous because they want people to like their work. Every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Be relatable, people. Be relatable. That's it. That's a great title, but we'll figure that out off there. Yeah, I don't think that works, but, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, for us here at In The Gray Podcast, we're going to roll out. Yeah. Have a good day, dude.